Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Leadership podcast, the Culture Edit Reloaded. I'm Sandra Patel, founder and CEO of Transition Partners. This season, I'm flying solo as I sit down with international leaders to discuss their leadership journeys and how they have embedded a thriving and positive culture. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Leadership podcast, the Culture Edit. I'm Sandra Patel and today, today's podcast, I am delighted to be joined by Holger Hamel, who is the VP of Engineering at Avon. For those that don't know who um, know what Avon do, they provide a trusted source data platform for everyone most prominently products like Avon for Kafta or Avon for Postgres, managed services and many more. Hi Holger, how are you today? I'm very good, thanks a lot. How are you doing? Good, good. I'm good, thank you. Um, the sunshine seems to have disappeared a little bit here in the UK, um, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm good otherwise. Whereabouts are you? Um, from actually, where are you based? Are you in Berlin or? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I'm here at at, at home in, in Berlin in Kreuzberg. Uh, yeah. We have as well a nice uh, office in, uh, in in Berlin in close to the main station, right? Oh, Just nice. moved there, and our you know central office, let's say, is in home bases in in Finland, right? In in Helsinki. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, great. Fantastic. What's the weather like where you are at the minute? Is it nice? Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's it's a bit cloudy, right? And we had yeah. some some actual uh, rain, oh, so you yeah, know, there's always wet. something to complain, right? Either it's too hot and yeah. you don't have the AC, and uh, or or it's raining and cloudy. But yeah, I know it's, it's hard. Ready. It's hard to get that in between weather, though, isn't it? And that's mm. that's where we'd all be comfortable. Um, fantastic. Well, thanks again for joining um, us today. I'm really looking forward to having a, a really good chat about your experience, your journey your challenges and learnings um along the way um so i think it'd be really good if initially you could just give us um to set the scene give a bit of context just a a few minutes around how you got into tech and where you know kind of i guess where it all started and then how you got to vp uh, engineering level would be fantastic Super, yeah. No, I uh, love to do so. Uh, talking about myself. Uh, <laughs> anyway, try to be concise with this, but you know, really, like um, uh, early on, already started with home computing. Um, you know, ZX Spectrum and all these kind of things. Uh, really uh, interested in, 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 in personal com- in computers or in programming very early on. Then basically in 2000 really started my professional career, uh, started computer science, but as well like well, part of the kind of dot-com time, right? Crazy, yeah. crazy times. Um, but, you know, it was like... Um, yeah, a lot of um, uh, things are happening, a lot of innovations as well, mm-hmm. followed by obviously a little bit of a downtime, downtime or down a great, um, like a bit of a recession, I would say. Um, but yeah, I got hooked into this. Um, I actually founded two companies as well uh, oh, after wow. finishing university. Um, very early on, probably a bit too early. Fantastic! Wow, <laughs> how old were you then? So um, yeah, I'm I'm actually about uh, 50, 51, and now and uh, yeah, back then, oh gee, uh, 22 or so, right? Wow. Um, Gosh, that's such a young age, and especially during difficult, like a difficult, um, like difficult times as well. Yeah. Um, wow, that must have been challenging. 
Yeah, so 32 actually. <laughs> uh, when when I founded the when we founded this company, uh, yeah. and yeah, no, there there was no VC, right? So there was no, uh, you know, when, we, when you if you try to get money at that time, the bank the banks would say, you know, do you have revenue now or not? So if not, then goodbye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, and um, yeah, so um, yeah, but it was really awesome to try this, right? So to be, um, mm -hmm. you know, dr driving a little bit the, the a passion for a technical product, um, and 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 going to customers, and, and you know, a very very interesting, very intense time. Um, so after that, you know, I joined uh, basically eBay companies as an engineer uh, uh, again, uh, and you know, worked. Along in different companies, different contexts, and different roles at eBay for for a longer time. Really uh, great to you know. Um, I saw a lot of things right, like agile development uh, came into this. We did a few transformations, really impactful. What the CI/CD transformation, so moving from long release cycles to very uh, fast ones, right? Really mm -hmm. impactful. So when I started, we had still release cycles of you know multiple weeks. Uh, and then, in, in within a few, uh, within one year, uh, mobility in this case uh, managed to go down to a few minutes. Or basically, when your commit is tested, it goes live. Um, so I was very powerful, um, mm. and I was really happy to be part, you know, of those um, experiences at the right time. Then I moved to managing right teams. Um, you know, build up the mobile development. Uh, yeah. Early on in the app development, right? iOS apps, Android apps, and so on. Um, super like uh, interesting times back then, right? Really new um, and uh, innovative stuff. And, and we drove so much traffic then from mm -hmm. desktop to mobile. Then um, moving to eBay itself, eventually, you know, having as well here in, in San Jose in the, in the Bay Area, having the chance really to to work with uh, with teams. Uh, basically international teams um, throughout the eBay ecosystem uh, in Seattle, in Israel and uh, in, in, in the US uh, all over the place. That was super cool um, for me to learn and to you know, work with so many leaders, experienced leaders and many teams there. And basically what I did is coaching them on you know, developer um, experiences, uh, operational excellence, agility and so on. Um, yeah. Yeah, after this, I, I really wanted to go back to, you know, a clear product delivery and I had mm -hmm. the offer to, you know, lead the engineering department in uh, at OneFootball, which is, you know, one of the biggest um, football apps, mobile apps and news apps uh, as well showing a video I know stream. I about that because I'm not into football, but that's <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, no, that's, that's fine. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, and, and this was a really great experience. Uh, very passionate fans, right? F passionate right. users, I would say. Oh gosh, uh, yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> yes. So yeah, spent uh, four years um, really like driving the product forward, deliver, yeah. deliver, build up teams, and uh, it was really an exciting time. And then eventually, you know, now moving to Ivan, uh, which I really like, is something different for me as well as B2B, very deep, deeper in the stack, right? Super talented mm -hmm. engineers. And, you know, this kind of um, very grounded in engineering, um, uh, building products for engineers, mm. grounded in open source and kind of the culture behind it, right? Um, uh, yeah. Like uh, having a purpose, giving back to the community are really big topics as well. 
Let me come back to this a bit later, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, so I was really intrigued by this. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, I joined Ivan 14 months ago roughly and yeah, super happy there. Yeah, oh, fantastic, brilliant. Um, I'd love to um, maybe later on, but a couple of things you said there um, that really piqued my interest is um, when you talked about found, you know, founding two companies at quite a young age, and it'd be really interesting because I do, I often get um, a lot of the speakers that I have on this podcast tend to have come from, um, you know, that sort of background, or currently are co-founders or founders of, of businesses. We do, you know, we work with quite a lot of um, startups, um, so that'd be really interesting to. I mean, actually, well, let's just chat about it now and we can go through the other bits and pieces um, later on. But um, I think what might be really useful to share to our listeners and viewers is maybe some of your challenges around um, the experience. And if, particularly with it being a, quite a long time ago, if you were to do it again, what would you do differently? And what have you learned from the two times that you have done it? Yeah, it's a very good question. Would I do it again? Um, I think if you, if I would have, let's say, the right, um, let's say, idea or, you know, especially the right people, right, uh, um, that you can work with, um, then, uh, yeah, probably, yes, right? It could be, could be very interesting to do this. I think, you know, there, would, there are obviously some traps maybe or some things you don't know. I was very young, just out of university, basically, right? Um, yeah. With this idea, we, we won some money in a competition, right? A business plan competition. So we could kind of, you know, kickstart this, uh, not really knowing what we are really in, in for. So now I know this a lot better. Um, so I'll probably not make some mistakes again, but at the end it's still, you know, you need to burn for this. You need to have the right people that share your passion. Um, it's usually going to be a hard, uh, a, a tough ride, and at some point, right, nothing goes like super smooth there. You need to really mm. work for it. So if your leadership team, if the people you co-founded this with, you know, um, you know, you understand yourself well there and you share the, you know, the same vision or a similar vision for this, Mm -hmm. Complement a little bit yourself there. I think it can 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 always work, right? Yeah. But there's you know very few startups succeed, so there's always the chance as well for for failure. So you want to make sure that you don't, you know, uh, uh, you know that you're aware of this, right? As mm -hmm. well. Um, yeah. So that's maybe you know, the answer for that now. Yeah. Fantastic. Brilliant. Um, and you talked about um i was i was going to come on to your uh, like core values that the company uh, lives by and you mentioned something again that really piqued my interest that i'm quite passionate about myself um is how the company's you know really heavily invested and involved in giving back to the community um so it'd be really interesting to hear learn more about that and also if anything else that you want to talk about with regards to the company values yeah, yeah, of course. So um, um, I, I think that really like Ivan um, does um, invest into like the or is very aware of their kind of um, um, uh, a responsibility uh, against, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we know like coming from like most engineers working at Ivan, including the founders, right? 
build mm. the software on top of of other software of open source software that you know communities people other engineers build in their free time right and yeah. i think um this is a theme that you will feel in the company throughout right so that means that um the company uh, people working there are aware of this and we're trying to give back right we have um obviously it's still a, a business and we kind of align those things but i think it's in, in this company i think it's really nicely kind of um fits in, in, into each other right or fits together um mm -hmm. so one focus is um giving back to the open source community um, we have one of the thing I think biggest OSPO teams, so basically an open source program office. Meaning, we have you know about I don't know 17 probably engineers who work in an organization that only uh, is is there to you know contribute back to open source mm. projects, um, not necessarily or mostly not directly related to our business uh, or products. Um, also as well like fixing bugs for instance that we know that maybe our customers have so you know we have really experts and committers in some open source projects who just you know um, commit back and, 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 and commit upstream and you know this is an investment that I think is quite significant um, but it helps our customers and it helps making those those software for everybody better right so mm. more people can you know, uh, uh, without, you know, buying expensive software or, or like locked in into something, can use the software and we contribute and, and help making it better. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, and on top of this, there are like many other things, but um, I wanted to mention two things. One is we have an internal program called Plankton. You see the kind of the sea uh, and crap yeah. <laughs> topics, uh, <laughs> themes a little bit throughout the naming. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is internal program. If we have engineers who like to contribute to open source projects in their free time, mm -hmm. we actually, you know, uh, um, acknowledge this and, and support them as well with some, you know, um, uh, you know, Ivan credits or some some money actually even. Oh, um, cool. So that you know um, to to support this again. This is not yeah. necessary or at all directly related to what we do in the business, but mm -hmm. you know, it it kind of there. Finally, one, one last bit maybe to mention what I found super interesting is um, is sustainability, right? So looking at yeah. um, how we and our customers use the resources, use the kind of infrastructure as well that we provide in the yeah. most, you know, uh, sustainable way. So, mm -hmm. you know, not wasting capacity. Um, and the first step is knowing what your what your impact on mm. on on um, climate, for instance, is right. So, we recently um, implemented a tool that gives us uh, clearer feedback about um, what the things that we do, the resources that we use, right? Whether it's servers or or maybe uh, uh, events outside mm. with the company, what is the climate, the CO two footprint of what we're doing? And so mm. we start measuring this and see can where can we reduce it? Are we getting worse or better? Yeah. And then yeah. In the next step, Absolutely. as well, helping our customers to see, you know, what they are spend like, what is their footprint, and you know, see if if it can be reduced, right? Yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, that, I, yeah, I mean, there's so many businesses out there that you know are really keen to have a purpose and add value and and give back, 
um, but actually um, you know being able to turn it around into something that is actually tangible I don't think a lot of businesses do um, you know very well so um, there's a whole host of things there which um, I can see can add some real value to the community um, so that's uh, yeah it's amazing I'm, I can understand why you've uh, why we've joined the business now um, so let's talk a little bit more about I mean obviously this is a leadership podcast it'd be really great to talk more around your leadership experience that you've gained over the years um, and how would you I mean how would you to start off with what what size team have you got at the minute actually yeah so the the team I'm looking at is product development so we have 12 teams so I think we're hitting closely to 100 engineers oh there. wow and uh, we work very close together in the teams with product management uh, which is you know led by VP product and with yeah. design as well and then you know a uh, you know, a very important peer group, let's say, is production engineering. So this okay. is support, support, support engineering and SRE. So yeah. uh, site reliability engineering. And we have a follow the sun kind of operations, right? So we have colleagues in New Zealand, Australia time zone, Europe and North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, um, yeah, so, you know, uh, we want to make sure, right, that, that the things that we create as well work fairly well in production and um, yeah yeah so that's yeah. kind of the size and and SRE or production engineering maybe it's about uh, yeah same size or maybe 60 80 people yeah okay um so how would you there's quite you know it's quite a decent number there and and obviously you've got a quite a big remit and responsibility how do you um, how do you lead those teams? How would you describe your leadership style and what works well and what do you think doesn't work quite so well? Yeah, um, that's a very good question. Um, I think, like personally, I like to think about myself that you know I ve- like uh, like I'm super passionate about product delivery. So yeah. basically, w- uh, delivering working software, and I'm not the one delivering the software, but I'm the one, you know, helping others, um, building teams, providing the, the, the resources, you know, mm-hmm. um, trying to hire the right people in, in, in the team, and providing the strategic and operational guidance as well for, you know, uh, in which team teams should can operate and kind of, you know, know where to, where to go in a sense. Um, but really the core for me is, I truly believe that everybody who's in the business uh, by default, you know, wants to do valuable work, right? Nobody is joining Ivan or most of the other companies and saying, yeah. you know, I just, you know, want to have a good job and money or so, right? So, you know, engineers tend to, you know, trying to solve things and trying to, you know, deliver some value, right, to, to the world and to the customers. Yeah. So, my job is, um, you know, making making it work um, mm-hmm. in in teams and in a, in a bigger context, right? And at the right time, step out of the way, right? So um, yeah. finding this mix, and you really at the core is delivery, right? Without delivery, there's no value creation, um, and you know, um, understanding what customers needs, and then finding smart ways of, you know, um, solving their problems through engineering. Mm-hmm. That's kind of um, what I want. Usually, put in the center of, you know, everything, and then 
we need to have the right people, right? Talented people, skilled people, uh, an open, trusted, uh, safe and trust environment of trust mm -hmm. is the core basis of this, right? It's not about, you know, just putting, um, I don't know, KPIs uh, on top of everybody's head, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. really about, you know, working out the purpose. Why are we doing this? You know, setting a few yeah. card rates and then letting people do their job. Um, yeah. That's usually what I work, like, worked for me best. Yeah, cool, fantastic. And um, brilliant. And what, um, cool, I mean, you just, you talked about people there, um, and you, you've talked about people quite a number of times through this, and it's, you know, that all boils down to um, the having the right culture as well, doesn't it? At the end of the day, we don't have, without the right people and the right culture, we don't. We don't have a business. It's you know, um, what does to to you? What does a thriving company culture look like? Yeah, no, it's a, a very good question. I think a thriving culture is where you know um, um, people really can um, speak up freely, feel safe, um, mm -hmm. where you know different opinions are heard, and at the same time. Um, people take ownership and you know make decisions and and move right yeah um, and this is harder than you know you might think it's always easy to to say this and but yeah, then I was just about to ask you that like it's easy to say those things isn't it but how do you create a safe environment how do you um, that'd be interested in to yeah what what things that you think feel like you've done well to to create i think i've tried to do that as well a few times to try and create that open safe environment and safe space where people can openly share um feedback but it doesn't always pan out that way <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's it needs continuous work right it's not like yeah. you know uh, do this and this and then it's it's fine right and and there are uh, highs and lows in this i can say that one thing is uh, what was critical or I, I, I found uh, very striking and very close to my beliefs as well when I joined from other companies to Ivan the mm. difference in transparency was uh, very apparent apparent right so it means that for like and, and it kind of starts with simple things like most documents uh, really that don't have any personal information in it whether it's the exec team agenda for the mm. next weekly meeting or you know, uh, a specific description of a technical problem, it's all by default open. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, we have, uh, and, and you know, this is su super important as well. We are in a remote company, right? We are spread over multiple, uh, basically over all over the world, mm -hmm. and information needs to flow. Um, mm -hmm. If you don't know why and how things are happening, and you know, kind of cut off the information flow, it's very hard to, you know, you know, be part, feel involved, right? And and as well raise concerns. So it's a lot about um, communication, writing things down, um, and giving honest, direct, and you know, um, yeah, fair feedback, and you know, having this flow going is super important. Yeah. And still, you need to at some point, you know, even if you listen to everybody and you have a plethora of opinions and. Mm -hmm. You know, some decisions are just not easy to make, right? There's, there's no clear yes or no, or mm -hmm. um, uh, 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 there's no clarity yet. You need to find um, the leadership and the ownership in people to gather around the goal and saying, okay, we might not agree on everything, but you know, we need to move on. 
we need to try out things and need to move from let's say you know writing things or meeting rooms let's say to action mm. and you know if you can create this type of culture um, valuing action and trying out things over you know endless discussions or you know getting lost there then this is a big step right yeah. and again this is not easy especially when people invest into solutions already right so maybe someone makes a POC or writes a longer case and then it's dismissed or not taken this is not easy to digest um, and having a culture that doesn't look at this as a failure but as part of the of the role and like um, celebrates this you know suggestions yeah. and, and contributions to the solution space let's say um, I think that's a that's a big part yeah yeah, yeah. Cool, fantastic, brilliant. Um, just uh, a nice way to finish, actually, or a couple, a couple of things. Um, what I'd be really interested in is, um, what what do you feel like your biggest leadership lesson you've learned over the years? Like, is there anything that you f you feel that you know you would have perhaps done differently, and how you would have done differently as you've grown as a leader? That's an amazing question. Um, <laughs> where to start? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I think I made a lot of mistakes and, and do still do a lot of mistakes. Um, just wondering where's the biggest lesson learned? Um, you know, I think continuously maybe working on, you know, assumptions and, 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 and biases. Mm -hmm and and taking enough time for uh to listen right uh, yeah. it's um again it sounds like maybe maybe trivial or clear but it's very very easy to to get into a point where you know you go into operational things a lot and then you know especially if you in leadership positions and you're going every meter in a sense or every level you go away from the work yeah. You will miss things. You will not understand why certain things happen or they come as a surprise. So yeah, keeping absolutely. keeping the connection to the people on the ground, to, to engineers, to teams, understanding what are the problems, what, what are they really blocked by, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, um, that is a continuous, um, you know, challenge but it's it's very important mm. you know and it took me uh you know these are things that you only see after a while it's not like this happens immediately but you know if you're not looking and actively working on this and keeping this active um the, the connections especially in a really strongly growing um, um organization right mm -hmm. maybe something works with 50 people but then it doesn't work with 100 people anymore so how yeah. do you address this and change um, and get enough feedback from others um, to adjust yeah no I think that's quite that's similar to one of mine um, is that it took me quite a while to realize and recognize that no one size fits all like you can't you know you can't lead everyone with the same style because everyone's different um, you know what works for one person 
might not work for the other and it might not get the best out of that person but it took me quite a long I, I made a few mistakes with that along the way before um you know and like you say you know you, you still make mistakes don't you like it's I think leadership is the sort of thing where because you're leading people um you know there's always something new and different to deal with there's always there's always a new challenge um each day each week um so um fantastic well lastly i've got one last question for you what was the last significant achievement that you celebrated let's end it on a nice positive <laughs> yeah no luckily we we had some really nice uh release uh, recently at ivan okay. um that i really like celebrated in a sense although you know i did not do it but seeing like how the team uh, um you know uh took this on so it's basically about pg vector extension for for ivan mm -hmm. for postgres so that's okay. a, a vector um similarity search extension for the database and it's like something uh, the hot topic of the of of the of the year right this ai yeah. uh, natural language processing will benefit so if you know multiple customers want to experiment with this uh, and um, mm -hmm. so we rearranged the team basically rearranged things adjusted and delivered for what the customer needed the most at that moment yeah. quite fast um, and it's just really nice to see it's it's product delivery it's customer centric it's it's agility right it's as well doing some trade-offs because other things will be late because of this um mm. you know the yeah the, the the you know these flows work pretty nicely in into each other and i was very happy about it and i think it's a really good thing for our customers and we see very interesting applications um, um build on top of this yeah. so you know that you know i'm just i like delivery and i i, I love when things go go to production um, and, and work. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> Fantastic. Sounds brilliant. Um, great. Well, um, I've really appreciated you coming on the podcast today. Um, it's been really interesting learning more about your background and your experiences. Um, if our viewers would like to contact you after this podcast, what's the best way for them to reach you? I think uh, LinkedIn could be a good, good yeah. way, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. That's brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time. Um, look forward to releasing the podcast and I've really enjoyed having a, a chat to you today. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to our latest Let's Talk Leadership, the Culture Edit Reloaded podcast. If you are a leader interested in being on the hot seat, contact me via LinkedIn. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Take care and see you all soon.